I See Churches Favour Women. I'm Marion Wright, and this is Favourite Friends, the podcast that aims to build community by sharing the real-life stories of Christian women. Well, I have a real treat for you this episode. To celebrate the release of our newest edition of Favourite Magazine, we have Pastor Joe Geeling here with us to talk about the theme of this edition, which is gratitude. Now, gratitude is actually something really close to her heart, so you're so going to appreciate her perspective on this. Like always, she is hilarious, ridiculously authentic, and incredibly empowering. I know I walked away understanding so much more about the power of gratitude, and our prayer is that you will too. Here's Pastor Joe. We're talking about the magazine. Yes, which I'm very excited about. We have a new edition coming out. We do. Yes, and the theme of it for this edition is gratitude. Yes. Which is really exciting. Yep. Do you want to tell me a bit about why you wanted that theme? Yeah. Look, I think the magazine's been a really great tool to really focus on one thing. Like when you have a conference, it's over so quickly. But it's really nice to just collate some thoughts and, you know, see what the Word of God says about a particular theme. And I thought gratitude, particularly at the end of the year, would be a wonderful thing to focus on. Um, I find people are very busy. They're probably a bit stressed out by the time, you know, the end of the year comes. And I just thought it's always good to um, take a, a pause, take a moment to stop and actually go, you know what? Gratitude is something that I need to have in my life. It's not an optional extra. I think it's something that we all need to cultivate and develop in our lives. And so I think even coming into Christmas, we can always take that time. We tend to focus on family and all those things, but it's really powerful just to sit back, take a moment, go, you know what, I'm grateful for the year that I've had, whether it's been good, bad or ugly, uh, but just to take that moment. So I think that really resonated with us to go, yeah, let's go with gratitude. I think it's a good thing for us girls to learn. That's so true. I think at this time of the year, I'm always thinking about the resolutions I made at the start of the year. The failed (laughs) resolutions. Yeah. (laughs) And how I didn't do all the things that I said I was going to do. But you're right. It's good to take stock. Absolutely. Um, For you, what, what does it mean to live a life gratefully? Well, I think first of all, I wouldn't say I'm perf- I've perfected this. I wish I could, but um, I-, I think you know. And we wrote in the article, the magazine article, it's living mindful uh, of God's favor and blessing in our lives. And so, I think first of all, what does that what does that look like? Being grateful, I think it's a choice you make. And um, I think sometimes we don't realise, oh, I'll feel grateful if something happens to me. I'll feel grateful if I think something's significant in my life or I've got something. And we don't actually realise that gratitude actually comes out of a choice that we make in our hearts to live a certain way. So I think for me, it's very much I have to choose gratitude in every season But I love that when I talk in the magazine about it comes from that place. Let's start with your gratitude. Forget about what you have or what your experiences have been because they're either going to be better than someone else's or worse than someone else's. You know, you can't even go there. I think bring it right back to square one and go, I'm going to be mindful of God's favor in my life. And I actually think if you have a starting point for gratitude uh, is really helpful. Otherwise, your starting point is going to be the new car that came or the new job opportunity that came, 
or a baby that came or whatever it is. And that's going to be your start. An event becomes your starting point for gratitude. If you pull it right back to bare basics, it actually becomes, no, I'm going to live mindful of God's favor. That is my foundation, my choice. I think that's actually a really powerful thing. And that's probably the easiest way to start on the journey of gratitude. And it's so funny that, I mean, I know we're talking about this because it is important, but I think we live in, we live in the Western world. That's mm-hmm. something that we forget about. I mean, I, you know, I'm a migrant. I grew up with migrant parents yeah. who would always tell me we started with two suitcases. Look around you. Yeah. Everything yeah. is a bonus. Literally everything is a bonus. And it can be hard because you go roll your eyes every time your parents say that. And it's like, oh my gosh, here we go. The old stories again, because that's actually not your reality. And I think it's only as you get older and probably have seen going back to your family's home, homeland, you've seen some of that and you appreciate it, but you're 13, you're 15. It's like, yeah, whatever. Give me the latest, you know, (laughs) so-and-so. Yeah, it's, it's something we have to be, I think, even more mindful of. And I think you go to places like, like even going to IC Mumbai, um, you walk in there and you walk into some of the homes of the people in our church in Mumbai and you're instantly taken back because you go, oh, these beautiful people, so grateful, so thankful. And, you know, and so much we have in Australia. Imagine if we were actually mindful of God's favour in our lives, just like they are, that they can celebrate the small things, you know, the small wins, the small blessings that God has actually given them, like community, family, a church. Like they are so excited on a Sunday to go to church. They're so grateful for a church family. And I wonder sometimes, like, oh, my church family, like we don't even think in those terms. Um, and so you see that and go, we have to, we have to constantly make a choice. It has to be something, you know, I always come back to we choose the convictions of our life. No one else chooses them, we choose them. And even in your hardest season, even when um, you think you have no choice, you always have a choice of your conviction. I remember talking to a lady about this and she goes, I just chose how I was going to act in certain situations before the situations came. And I've even went, gone on a challenge this year, um, the last few months to write my convictions. And it's a really challenging thing, but it's like, you know, writing a conviction. I will praise and worship my way through a challenge. Mm, Now that's, that's a great conviction to have, but why am I thinking I've got to do this because I know challenge is going to come and I'm trying to put into my whole psyche, my mindset, I'm going to have default systems in my life that trump what my emotions say and I'm going to fall back onto those. So I've written them out for a reason so that when I'm in a challenge go, oh, that's right, I said my my conviction is I will praise and worship through my challenge or I'll go to warfare and prayer or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like that. But is it my conviction or is it not? Gratitude is absolutely the same thing. Either you're going to have it as a conviction in your life, I will live from a platform of gratitude or I will allow the circumstances to dictate if I'm grateful. It's a conviction. It's like, do you remember that book we were talking about, Mm. Um, Anonymous? I can't remember the author's name, but she was saying that the choices we make in the trial are the results of the choices we have made (laughs) in previous seasons. Yeah. And I think about all the times where I've just sat there and been like, God, it's too hard. (laughs) And then I think that's a result. Yeah of the choices and the convictions I've exercised in yeah. previous seasons. That's, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I was very convicted when I read that myself. I went, Oh yeah, my good gosh. Book, good <laughs> book. Um, let's talk about your article. Sure. I, I let's do it. I read it and it was great. 
goes without saying, but I liked the way that you broke down gratitude mm. and um, what it does to our lives. And the first thing that you said was that, well, let me read it, that gratitude brings correct alignment into our lives. Yeah. Can you expand on that for me? Yeah, look, if you have, I, I know when I've seen a physio or something like that and there's one little thing that's out in your life. I remember going to the physio and she was, I, I was pointing to an area in my back and going, this is where the pain is. And she goes, okay, okay. And then she put her finger in a whole nother spot and pressed and she goes, and I went, ow. And she goes, no, that's where your pain is. You think it's wow. there. Um, wow. And it's all about this whole alignment. You get the right issue sorted out. And so for me, when I talk about alignment, gratitude actually brings that correct alignment because what you've done is, all right, you've built a foundation of gratitude. Um, and when you get your structure right, when you get your foundation right, everything builds on that correctly. It's not distorted. It's not warped. It's not like a wall that's leaning over because you've got your foundation right. And so that's what that means to me is alignment. It's all about your foundations. And so there's some things that we've got to have as key foundations. And I really believe gratitude, you can call it what you want. I mean, Thanksgiving, praise unto God, all those things are the same sort of things we're talking about in gratitude foundational things you actually build your life on. Now, if you're building a life on selfish living or selfish thinking or emotions, whatever you build in your life is going to have a distortion and it's not going to be built according to the right pattern that God actually has for us. Cause I believe it's skewed. I, I always like, so my mum was born in India, um, to missionary parents and, uh, you know, I'm probably a bit like you, Marion, hearing some of the stories of your family. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. But, you know, she would always tell us, you know, when we had nothing, we had to pray and everything. Um, sometimes we didn't have food and we'd have to pray and then a basket of food would appear and all those kind of things. And, you know, but interesting thing about my mum, rather than be bitter about that and go, we had so much lack growing up, she actually always saw how good God was and that's gratitude when you can actually go, even in my situations that are challenging, I'm so mindful that when a blessing comes, it's not like because it's my right or I deserve it because I've had a hard time. It's like, wow, God, you're so awesome. And I've seen it in a pattern of her life. You know, there've been seasons of lack, there've been seasons of blessing. My mum just has this incredible kind of motto in life. It's always been, if I've got money, I spend it. If I don't have money, I don't spend it. But it's never changed in any sense of who she is because you know it's what the apostle paul says we've got to learn to be content in every season and i think when i talk about that alignment that's what we're talking about being content and actually to go you know what i i am grateful i'm grateful in this season i'm not grateful for the challenge because who would ever be grateful for the challenge but i'm so grateful that god loves me that he's faithful that his promises are still true all those things and so that's how it brings an alignment then it's almost like a filter you put that filter on you actually then begin to see through the filter of gratitude, but then that affects every other area of your life. So now you see something, you go, I'm so grateful God's with me. I'm so grateful for my health. I'm so grateful that even when I am sick, that he is constantly there with me. He's a help in my season. And I think you have that filter of seeing and being mindful of God's favor and actually then changes every aspect, everything that you do in your life, because now you've built the foundation. That's where the alignment actually comes in. And don't you think that gratitude affects the way that you see other people? I know I, whenever I've gone through a really insecure period in my life and I've stopped and said, I'm grateful for the gift I have and I'm yeah. grateful for what you've given me 
then it's easier to go, well, I'm grateful for that person <laughs> who was so gifted in yeah. that capacity. I could never do that. Yeah. But God, I'm so glad they're a part of the body. <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad that they're there serving you with me, you know, yeah. and I think it, it really, it, it kills what comparison does you yeah. know and you, you find it easier to celebrate others and celebrate what they yeah. have yeah. without looking at what yeah. you don't have or yeah. what you feel like you're missing it, you know what does the devil want to do the i think one of the greatest tactics he has is you're not enough mm. you're not enough so you don't have enough and once you start playing that over in your mind then you go oh i didn't do enough i didn't you know all these things start going through your mind then you've got condemnation then you feel guilt then you feel shame and all these things rather than going you know what um in christ I have all sufficiency. He is my all sufficiency. And so from that platform, (laughs) you're talking about, you know, your alignment, this filter from that platform. Now you go, all right, I have all the gifts I need to do what God's required of me. Look, I wish I had a lot of different gifts. When I hear someone sing, I just go, oh, I just would love to sing. But you know what? I can sing. It doesn't have to be on a platform because people would walk out. But you know, at home, I can still sing if that's something within my heart, just to belt out a song for Jesus. That's a really cool thing. And Paul has to listen to my singing as well, which he doesn't appreciate. But, yeah, I think if you then look at I have all I need, I am all that God wants me to be in this season because he is my sufficiency rather than being self-sufficient. I have all my sufficiency in Christ. That's where your gratitude comes from. And I remember um, Dr. Mark Rutland I know Nikki will go, yay, because she loves Dr. Matt Rutland. He talked about this interesting thing because we have comparison and, you know, jealousy and all these things. But he said one of the most dangerous things that we can let creep into our heart is envy. Mm. And, And he gave the definition he felt is true one of envy. He says envy is when I say I don't want Marion to have that. Mm. Not for any good reason. I just don't want her to have it. Not because I want it. I just don't want her to walk in that blessing. And he talked about how that is such an envious spirit, not just jealous for what you have, but there's such a hole in our hearts, obviously, that now we're looking at someone going, I just don't want you to be blessed. I don't want you to be happy. And that's a really like, oh, God, remove that from me. But gratitude will guard your heart absolutely from those things when you can actually go, I am enough in Christ. I have all I need. And really, let's be honest, what do we need? What do we need? I mean, we think we need stuff. Um, I always look at my wardrobe like every other girl out there and I go, I've got nothing to wear. I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I have really nothing to wear. And uh, and Paul looks at me and he goes, seriously? I go, I wore that like last week. I can't wear that again. <laughs> I even had in the early days, this is so funny, when I'd go like to, you know, South Campus or West Campus and North, I actually would write down my outfits because I was paranoid that I'd forget what I was wearing and people wow. go, oh, my gosh, this woman only has one outfit that she rotates around church but who cares like when you think about it and you can get so hung up on that and then I get a bit OCD like yesterday I was like oh none of my coffee cups mugs match they need to match and so you know I've got perfectly good coffee mugs that don't match and a real odd shapes but something within me like oh my gosh I really need matching coffee mugs now that's actually ridiculous and um but I did get a sale so that was quite good but having said that this is where you have to come to the point if I had no coffee mugs that matched would I be less of a person um do I have all that I need in Christ 
Am I all that he wants me to be right now in the sufficiency of my Christ? He's awesome. You go, yeah. So if I could live from that perspective, I'm going to guard my heart because there's always going to be someone who's got a better car than me, a better house, or Marion has better cushions than me. Kmart, um, everyone. Kmart. I walk in, I go, you too Ooh. can be just like me. <laughs> I need cushions. I my need husband cushions. thinks they're ridiculous. He no, says they're, that cushions serve no function. Yeah, no, so but he, they're beautiful and they're cheap way to make feel special but you know you can always look and go oh my gosh I don't have that I need that yeah and, and rather than go you know what and I, I I'm a bit like you know I think my mum was so wise going well if you've got money and you've shown wisdom go and enjoy yourself but if you haven't don't let it rob you then of thinking your life is anything less than anyone else because you have God you have opportunities you know you're probably still living in a house which is more than some parts of the world you're probably eating still quite well if you're having three meals a day you know I think we're probably still overeating you know all those kind of things and so we actually have to define this whole thing of gratitude and go you know I have all these things um, yeah, let it let it guard our hearts. Let's talk about guarding your heart because that's the second point that you make is that gratitude actually protects us. Yeah. And you said that it protects us from things like comparison, a spirit of entitlement, from cynicism, the victim mentality, and also consumerism. Can we break some of those down? <laughs> I was really interested. I wanted to talk to you about how gratitude protects us from cynicism because I think in some ways I, I was so cynical. I'm yeah. definitely recovering. Yeah. And I think that, look, an active and an engaged relationship with Jesus helps a lot with uh, that. It goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me how it protects us from things yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. I think you've got to look at, first of all, our culture as well in Australia. You've only got to look at the news, the things we're talking about, um, you know, the issues that we're complaining about of our government or our nation or whatever they are. Um, people probably in developing nations probably aren't really that worried about that. They're looking more for, do I have clean water supplies? Do I have a place to live? Um, you know, and I think when you are blessed we run the risk of, first of all, not needing to be dependent on God because why? I have a house. I can, prov- I can provide so much for myself. But then you live in this mentality of blessing and then we could be cynical and it can creep in. And my husband, Paul, always says, you know, the robbers of faith are cynicism, sarcasm and negativity. Oh, if you want to smash faith yeah. in your life. And what we've got to understand yeah. is, you know, we're called to be believers, not doubters, not cynical people. Our job, you know, only believe. Jesus would say to people, came to me, goes, only believe. You know, how do we get saved? We confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. And so cynicism actually is a really big thing because what we're doing is we're we're actually countercultural to actually being a believer. We're actually going against going, I believe God. So I'll you know, you let that come into your spirit, like whatever, that will never happen. You know, and we get very cynical then about our government. And look, there's a lot of things that you can just roll your eyes out there just for a start. But rather than go, you know what, I'm called to honor and pray for those people. We actually allow all these things in because we can sit in our comfy chair, we can spectate, we can actually have an opinion without making any difference and getting off our butts and actually doing anything. Um, that is a luxury that not many people in the world actually can enjoy, that we get to have these opinions and live in this way. And so I think when you then bring gratitude into this, 
and you start your day or end your day with gratitude, it will actually, there'll be a war in your spirit because you're going to go, it's so easy to default to being sarcastic. It's so easy to default to this cynicism, this doubtful spirit. Um, And so when you actually bring gratitude in, it confronts you because you actually have to go, do I believe that God has been good to me? And that's been, that's confronting because it'd be much easier to go, the government's the reason my issues happen or whatever it is. Look at society today. Look at all these things. And we actually have to then make a choice. And this is it. It comes down to choice. It comes down to choice like so many things. Um, we're so blessed. We actually have to make the choice. It, it will guard your heart because there's going to be a changing of mindset, a changing of culture that comes into your spirit and go, you know what? I have a choice right now to have a doubtful comment or an unbelieving word, or I can actually go, I'm just going to declare God's been good in the past. He'll be good in my future. I am so thankful for Jesus in my life. It actually changes something. And there's so many times like, you know, it's so easy to go the path of this sarcasm and cynicism and negativity because I think we're kind of hot-wired that way. Um, you know, and even in times in conversations, I've had to go, Joe, Joe, bite your tongue, bite your tongue. But it's so much easier to go that path. Imagine if someone diffuses a conversation going, well, you know what, I'm just going to sit here believing God's awesome. You know, well, that's the end of the conversation basically sometimes rather than us whinging and complaining about all the issues or, hey, let's pray about that right now because God is faithful and God is our healer rather than walk in and go, oh, my gosh, you know, you're going to probably destroy the life of the party right there, but you're actually going to make a decision in culture. So I think these things can creep into hearts that are not grateful because we don't understand how much we've been given. And I think that's the thing is if we could actually understand the blessing, how much that God has done in our lives, we'd be just blown away. And don't you think when you've been in church for a really long time, it can be easy to be cynical about church. And I I remember sitting in a service once and you have your internal commentary. Sometimes I remember saying something in my head and I just felt God say, you're not smarter than me, Marion. And I was like, ah. Yeah. And I I remember listening to my mum talk about what it was like to go to church on a Sunday knowing that a bomb could blow up or knowing that someone could get hurt. And she is just grateful that they're allowed to go to church on a Sunday. And I'm over here. Yeah criticizing like someone who is doing what they're called to do because I think I'm smarter than someone. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous, you know, I'm not in that place anymore, but it, you really forget, you forget yeah. how blessed you actually are. And, and it's such a dangerous, we walk on this dangerous, you know, ground because, you know, and I've been in places, I remember once I was at a conference and a woman got up to preach at a conference that I went to and I looked at her and she was like stumbling over her words and her whole message, she just kept saying, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And I'm like, oh, seriously, I paid money to come and hear I'm beautiful. That's not an issue in my life. Not that I think I'm amazing, but that's not something I'm sitting there with poor self-esteem. I'm like, God, I could do better than that. And I just felt the Holy Spirit whisper in my ear, goes, you have nothing to say. And I just shut down within me. And I just thought, you know what, how easy it is to be the judge and the jury and the executioner from a place in a comfortable seat 
And uh, we had that's sort of saying we have to guard our hearts. We have to, you know, the word of God says guard your hearts in Proverbs, you know, because all the issues of life flow out of that. It doesn't say I'll guard your heart. We have to do that. And so here we have the issues of life flow out of our heart. I believe one of the keys, it's only one of the keys, but gratitude, thanksgiving is a powerful way. I mean, I always think of when it says guard your heart, you know, I remember going to Buckingham Palace and, you know, you're standing there and there are certain no-go zones in Buckingham Palace and here they are, you know, her guard of honour basically dressed and you know that if you mess with them, you're in really big trouble. They're not going to let you go into certain places. And do you have this picture as well over my heart? What guards do I have standing there protecting my heart? Who is saying, no, you have no right to get in there? And for me, one of those is, oh, gratitude is one of those. It always brings me back to the fact, the simplicity. I think this is a thing, the simplicity of who God is and what he's done. And um, yeah, it is a powerful thing. And we've got to definitely incorporate it in our lives. So do it, girls. Be grateful. Look, we're so excited that you listen to Favourite Friends, but you know what? We have many more exciting things attached to our favourite brand, and one of them is you can actually head to our store, uh, which is a place you can find all our gorgeous favourite things. And if you head to icchurch.com, you'll find our store right there. We have candles, we have T-shirts, we have a tote bag, but we also have our favourite magazine, new editions coming out every March and October, so make sure you head to the store and see what what we've got available. Tell me about the victim mentality. How does gratitude protect us against that? <laughs> Actually talk about what the victim mentality is. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Tell me. Go there. Oh, Let's gosh. go. No. There. I'm not a victim. No. <laughs> Say it to my kids all the time. Oh, you're being a victim. When we play board games, they're always like, oh, stop being a victim. Um, oh gosh, victim mentality. Again, I find this is something that you find in first world super blessed people. And when I say super blessed people, I'm not talking about we're all driving Lamborghinis. We all know that. But I'm talking about if you have a house, if you're eating well, if you have a job, you know, looking for a job and have the opportunity to, we're kind of blessed. Um, Victor mentality where sits sits in a place. And I used to love it. Pastor Glenn Berto preached um, a great message and he put a chair on the stage And he goes, I'm going to talk to you about this chair today. And it's called the victim seat. We choose to put ourselves in that seat. And he goes, once you're in that seat, it's really hard to get out of it. Because then you actually have to then make a choice to step out of the victim seat and go, you know what? I am more than a conqueror. You know, God has called me to do great things. And so the victim mentality is, you know, we just basically, the world is against me. Everyone hates me. God doesn't care about me. He doesn't understand me. No one understands my situation. And, you know, let's be really honest. We've all been there. That's a place we can find ourselves in. I know with my health challenges, it's definitely a place I find myself in. Not often, but, you know, sometimes it might be once a year or once every two years. I just have my little meltdown and I get in my chair, not literally, and I get in this chair and it's literally going, what's the point? Why would I bother? It's not fair. I am hindered in so many ways from just living normal life that a normal person doesn't have. And in that moment, you choose then how long you're going to live there. Because once you've had your rant, once you've had your episode, you actually know, oh, it's really not a good place to live. 
But if you're too proud to actually address yourself sometimes, you just will sit there until that actually becomes your lifestyle. And so I think this is where gratitude can come in, where you go, I'm actually not as bad as other people. <laughs> I'm not as in pain as other people. And, you know, and not that that's, we just compare that, but, you know, I think there's always going to be someone struggling. You know, Paul was recently with Nick uh, Vujicic, you know, uh, the guy, I hate to label him this way, the guy with no arms and legs. And Paul goes, you walk into a meeting with someone like that and you're mindful of all your problems and all your stresses and you're running late and all these things. And he walks in and he goes, every time I sit there and meet with him, I'm so confronted by the fact of a man who's made a choice and now using his life to be a blessing to others. He goes, he can't even feed himself. He can't go to the bathroom by himself. He can't even have a sip of water by himself. And he goes, it's all relative. And we actually have to constantly put ourselves in that place of, no, I'm, I'm going to choose gratitude even and get yourself out of the victim seat or talk to people who can help you. But at the end of the day, we choose if we sit in it and we choose if we're going to get out of it as well. Ask for help by all means, but I really believe gratitude is a key. So the third thing you said was that gratitude releases the yeah. miraculous yeah. in our lives. And I, I don't think I've actually thought intentionally about what gratitude does to my spirit and it can be really hard to do when you were even saying you're in your health yep. struggle and um, you're finding it hard to be grateful for it. Tell me how how gratitude releases God's provision yeah. and the miraculous, the miraculous. in us. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, once you start being grateful and mindful of God's favour, that becomes your focus rather than the issue that you're facing, all right? That's actually a really powerful step. That's miraculous to me because you've taken your eyes off, and again, talking about that victim mentality, you've taken your eyes off self, you've taken your eyes off challenges, you've taken your eyes off all those things by just even saying, I am grateful for whatever it is. You've actually changed your whole perspective. So when it comes to the miraculous, I really believe, you know, God sees that cry of our heart. I know for me, like personal story, <coughs> sorry, personal story, um, when we first got married, I was working corporate job, working crazy hours. And uh, I might have shared this last time, but Paul was um, a pastor. And it's funny how I began to resent him because he had a day off on Mondays and I had to go to work. Oh, man, that's so real for me. <laughs> that's so real. We'll say it louder so Josh can hear. No, he's in the next room. But I began to resent him because he had something I wanted. That's probably the first step to living an ungrateful life when you have someone that you perceive has something that you want, right? And so he had a day off, which I mean, I want a day off. And then he would watch DVDs all day on his day off. Josh watches YouTube, but same thing. Yeah. Yep. And then he would be laying on the couch when I'd arrive home and uh, he'd go, what's for dinner, right? And so those little things get to you after a while. Look, he's an amazing husband and we've graduated a long way from those early days. But for me, I got resentful. And so what would happen is I drove about 50 minutes to work every day and back. I'd get in my car and from the moment I got up, because I would leave in the dark, he would still be in bed and I'd be like, I can't believe it. He is doing what I want to do. He's living the life I want to live. It's not fair. I would be better at it than him. All this, this conversation going on in my head, what I'm actually doing without realizing is I'm being ungrateful. 
So I've now made a choice to be ungrateful. So just like we hear, how do you start being grateful? You make a choice. You actually choose the conversation of your mind and your heart. So for for 50 minutes every day, for 50 minutes home every day, I would whinge and complain, you know, to myself, to God, whoever would listen. And I remember coming home once and I got up one morning, I'm getting my car and it's not fair, God. I've also got health challenges. I've got all these things and I was earning more money at that season. So we needed me to work, all those kind of things, which I know some girls out there that'll be real to you. And I just got in the car one day and the Holy Spirit just said, praise me, thank me. And I'm like, no, I will not. I will choose my path. And I remember as he came again the next morning, praise me, thank me. And I just, I struggled with that. I struggled with that so much because then it was like, well, what's there to praise? What's there to be thankful about? What is there in my life right now that I could even choose this as a lifestyle? And so anyway, after a few um, few days, I, I relented because I also don't want to displease God. And uh, my heart, I got up one day, here I'm in the car and all right, I'll praise you. I'll thank you. And I remember driving off going, I don't even know what to thank you for. And which shows I was in a really low place because now I'm thinking I have nothing in my life that's worthy of praise and thanksgiving, which is really sad. And if you're in that place today and you're listening to this, can I encourage you, come back to the love of God, come back to the mercies of God, come back to his faithfulness. Go and just discover who God is again. Ask for him to reveal himself in a fresh way. We always have something to be grateful for. So now on my first day, I'm trying trying to praise God. And uh, I remember driving out, I was like, there's a tree. All right. Thank you for trees. And it just seems so ridiculous that I could talk about a tree. And it just took, it was that hard. I'll be really honest. It was that hard for me that I was finding the most ridiculous things, the clouds in the sky, the sunshine today. Oh my gosh, the traffic light went green. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and there probably was a bit of a tone of sarcasm in there. Um, And I've just found probably within a couple of weeks, within about four weeks of doing this, every time I drove to work, every time I drove home, my spirit changed, my outlook changed. And this is the whole thing. When I talk about gratitude can step you into the miraculous, first of all, forget about the circumstances changing. You're talking now in a miraculous zone where you're intimate with God. That really is the first step, okay? And that is probably, if that's all we ever get in life, that's amazing. And so, you know, I just remember my whole outlook on life. My husband, I now appreciated him in a different light because I'm so thankful I actually have a husband. I'm actually thankful he loves me, warts and all. If I served him baked beans tonight, he'd still be happy with that. Wow, I'm really blessed. And so you've got to just find those things and actually lock into that zone. So after about a month, After a month, um, you know, my whole heart really changed. And through this whole journey um, of this gratitude, it was really amazing. God opened up a door for me to become a pastor at the church, to actually go on the youth team, to actually um, be looking after all the teenage girls. My dream job, like my dream job, doing what, you know, I've always thought God called me to do. And and in that moment, it was just a thing I thought, you know what? God is so wise. He knows. And, you know, come to the end of the day, he wants us to change. He knows 
he doesn't want us to be the same. He wants to bring us into the reflection of who he is. And it's not about getting the job. I felt I'd already stepped into the miraculous by encountering him in a fresh way. And I think that's really important. We don't praise or thank or have gratitude to get. We actually have it because it, I believe it puts us in a miraculous zone with God. And so for me, it's always been, wow, it aligns my heart to know what his heart is. It aligns my mind to understand what he's thinking. It aligns my ears to actually hear what he's saying. That's actually the miraculous of living a grateful life. What are your keys for living a grateful life? (laughs) Oh gosh. And like, sometimes I feel like I'm really not the best at all of this, but I just know it's such a conviction we need to have. I think, okay, you're going to make it real practical. Again, look at your convictions. I actually think it's a powerful exercise at some point. Rather than maybe resolutions, maybe we should write convictions at the start of the That's year. That's an awesome idea. Um, rather wow. going, I'm going to lose 20 kilos or whatever it is um, because what will happen is you'll lose 20 kilos and then as soon as you put it on, you'll just go, I'm a loser. So I'm, you know, I'm a nothing. So maybe we should start, first of all, maybe January 1, we might all do this, girls, the night before. Why don't we actually go, what are the convictions I'm going to live by this year? Because they're not based on outcomes. They're actually mm. based on our choices. That's awesome. um, so, you know, you lose your job, you can still live by your convictions. Um, you have no money this year, you can still live by your convictions. Um, and I think maybe that's something we've, we really probably should address more in our lives. Um, you know, Jesus had, he knew what he was called to do. He knew I'm only here to say what my father's saying. He had these things he wouldn't deviate from. And I think that's so powerful. So I think convictions is one. If you've never thought about it, I think just think about it and don't have like my 50 convictions to live by. It might be just three things I'm going to choose. And uh, I think that's really powerful. So that's a great starting point. Um, Understanding is choice is a really good starting point. And understanding choices, you don't have feelings attached to them. So you're not going to just wake up grateful one day and go, oh, I'll choose to be grateful today. Um, It'll probably be on those days that you don't feel that way emotionally that you probably should choose it. I think writing them down, right, start writing some things you're grateful for. Um, There's lots of journals around that you can actually start. You know, a funny story, I did this with my oldest son, oh gosh, when he was about 13 or 14. And I've shared this story many times when I've preached, but look, let's just say he was going through the grumpy teens, preteens. And I thought I had this great idea that he could write a gratitude journal and that he could write it and his life would be changed. And um, anyway, he didn't use it probably the way I expected him to use it. He wrote things like, gee, my mum and dad are lame and things like that. So he probably didn't have the purpose. It's provided a great tool that we laugh about now. But going back to convictions, actually, um, we gave uh, Josh a book called I Declare by Joel Osteen, which is a powerful book and very short little passages of declarations over your life, really convictions, again, that you want to live by. That changed him so much as he began to read and declare these convictions over his life. So I do, I really recommend knowing what you stand for, really important. So you write them down, write them down. I think that's really important. Also take time um, in a marriage or in a family, go, all right, What's two things we're really thankful for this week? What's something that, you know, you're just so grateful for? Because what it does, it constantly puts us like, oh, oh, okay, what am I grateful for? It forces us to actually go, you know what, I'm going to think about this right now. Again, mindful of God's favour. Being grateful is being mindful. You actually have to take the time 
to not just be doing things, but actually go, oh, I'm going to take a moment to think about that. That's really powerful. So I, I think um, take the time. Another thing I would do for a while was as I was in bed at night, real crazy, but I would go rather than my mind racing, okay, tonight I, I did this for weeks. I'm just going to be grateful. So just lying in bed at night, oh, God, just thank you today that you're with me. Thank you that you just helped me. Thank you that you gave me the strength I needed today. Thank you that, you know, you provided. Thank you for whatever it is. Thank you that opportunity came or thank you that we connected as a family tonight. And as you're lying in bed, can you imagine what that does to your whole spirit to be mindful then and say, God, I just want to thank you for my day. You can do it in the morning. I just find sometimes lying in bed at night, I'm just going to thank you, Lord God. And, you know, they're just little things. You've got to find ways uh, to be mindful of God's favor. Let's bring in that. And that's going to look different. But I think writing, speaking it out, um, having every day you're going to choose something that you're grateful for and thanking God for. Um, you know, I, I constantly, you know, I, the older I get, probably the simpler my life is getting in a lot of areas. I'm not trying to complicate it as much. Still busy, but you can live from a different viewpoint because of the simplicity. And I just, you know, I'm always marvel at things like the kindness of God, the faithfulness of God, the love of God. Oh my gosh, the mercies of God. You know, I get, get quite emotional about that. Even just pondering for one moment on an aspect of God, that's a way you can be thankful. When I think of his kindness and the word of God says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's not those crazy preachers who preach on the side of the street, like, you know, turn or burn. It's his kindness. And you go overseas, you see them. It's really like, yeah, be quiet. You're representing Jesus really poorly. But his kindness. And I think sometimes of the little things and I go, you're so kind to me. So kind. You love me so much. That's a moment to go, I'm just so thankful. And if you don't know where to start because your life really sucks at the moment, if you don't have a starting point, I just suggest, you know, Google the names of God and meditate on those and go, he is my provider. Maybe you haven't seen it yet, but let that be something you meditate on and be thankful for because I can probably guarantee he has been your provider in the past. He will be your provider in the future. Ponder who he is. You know, he is our banner. I love that over us. He's our banner. He is present. I love that. There's one of the names of God is he is here. He is the God that is here. And you go, oh my gosh, think about that. And you can be thankful. He's here. Loneliness. Yep. But he's here. And be thankful for those kind of things. So I think always start with God and then, you know, you can actually see things in your life as well. That's awesome. Well, you can read your article. I can read it too. In <laughs> our latest edition of Favourite Mag. It's going to be amazing. It looks really good. It, I'm very excited about it. Um, so you can buy it online yes. at our favorite shop yes um and you just need to go to icturch.com or your local campus yeah we could do right? that yeah. and uh for everyone yeah it's the way we're going to do it and so we're releasing it at encounter conference and uh i i just really pray it would be a blessing i don't know we don't usually do this but i'd love to pray even <gasps> for great. everyone who's listening right now because um i know 
it's very easy to go, oh, yeah, but your life might be good or you're going through a good whatever it is. You know what? We always have issues that we're facing and we all have challenges. Um, yours might be different from mine, but they're real. But I just want to encourage us today, maybe that we'd be mindful of God's favor. So let's pray. And I want to pray a blessing. Lord, I just pray for everyone listening to this podcast today. And I, I just pray that your presence would even reach out to them wherever they are right now. First of all, let them know that you love them and you are there. You will never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God. We can hold on to that promise today. But I just pray that you would minister to anyone who may be in a challenging season. And I just pray that they would find a place where they can be mindful of your favor and your blessing in their life, not of the things, but of who you are. So Lord God, open our hearts, open our eyes. Let us see you even afresh today, I pray. Bless everyone listening, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Favourite Friends. If you're interested, you can grab a copy of our favourite magazine online at our favourite store at ICchurch.com or if you're part of the church, you can go to your local IC Church campus and they should be on sale there. Um, come and say hi to us over at favor.women on Instagram and tell us what you like about the podcast and the magazine. We would love your feedback. And finally, share this episode with someone you know, someone who needs a reminder about how much gratitude can transform their everyday life. And yeah, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.